Oh my gosh, hello! Hello, how are you? How do you feel for a seal? Good, I feel for a seal. My wrist looking at me funny because I talk about seals. But yes, I feel good for the seal. Feel good. I feel for a seal. I saw several harbor seal. seals today and yesterday. They make oh. me miss Washington. Oh, In case God. anyone was um, wondering, I'm homesick as um for my island and I definitely like really thought about moving back like just getting in the car right now and going back but then I was like this poor life choice so yes poor Erica poor Erica poor Erica so far away so far away no yes poor Erica having a dream job getting paid well with a really cute Pomeranian oh yes poor Erica (laughs) (laughs) With a crusty Pomeranian. Crusty salt. Peaches is currently, she has her belly up. She's sitting in my roommate's lap getting a belly massage right now. Oh, so she's being manipulative again. <laughs> she's being manipulative. And then Copper, crusty which we... Crusty again. That's what she is. She has a super villain. She has a super uh, villain. But she has a superhero partner named Copper, and he stares at the wall because I think there are rats that live in my wall. Oh, jeez. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think we made a brief introduction of Copper like a few episodes ago, but he's back. He's here. He is a superhero, not a supervillain. He is too good for this world. Too good for this world. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, um, so we don't have any questions because we have not been active on social media and my dad and brother have decided to stop asking me dumb questions. There are no dumb questions unless you are my dad or my brother. Um, Well, I also, I haven't asked them anything. I haven't had the opportunity to be like, what kind of questions do you have? What did I, what did my dad, oh, he, we already answered the two whale hibernate question. No. Yes. Oh, I did get another question. Um, do whales have umbilical cords? Yes. Yes. Because they are mammals. They are mammals um, and they are placental mammals. Yes. Also referred to as eutherians if you really want to get fancy. Ooh. Because there are three types of mammals. There are the mammals like us. There are mammals like uh, uh, what what we call marsupials, like kangaroos and possums and things like that. And then yeah. there are things like there are like the proto mammals, like uh, platypus and echidna, which still lay eggs. But they have like they don't have nipples per se, but they have like milk patches. Ooh, milk patches. That patches. Oh, patches. Yes, that's fun. Yeah. I- I think my roommate just has a question. What is your question, Laura? Oh, she wants to know if any whales eat seaweed. No. They don't necessarily. However, there are whales that like to kelp. There's a behavior called kelping in which they roll around and play in the seaweed. Potentially, this could be to, like, as an act of, like, playing or to maybe moisturize their skin. Potentially, we don't we don't necessarily have evidence to say either way. That's what the theories. She said she loves that. Sweet. I always I always thought because they're very tactile animals that they just like the feeling of being tickled, and that's what I was told when I when I was learning about that behavior. But I mean that's possible. But like also, if you think about it, there are like the the northern residents that go to that beach and exfoliate themselves. 
and so do the belugas. So, you know, it could be like the full on, like they just need that full experience of a nice, fresh skin. Well, well, here's a, here's a question then. Why is an animal that lives in the water needing to moisturize? Because their body of, <laughs> listen, it's salt water. <laughs> it's the same reason an animal that lives in the water doesn't need to drink water. No, that's not yes. Yes. <laughs> evidence-based science facts. Evidence I used that term science. last night, actually. Heck, yeah. For what? What kind of evidence-based uh, science Because Katie have? was hiccuping, and Benson and I were trying to get her to stop hiccuping. Oh, okay. And Benson came up with a weird, weird thing, and and I didn't agree um, with it. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's an evidence-based science <laughs> fact right there. <laughs> there it is. Good. There I'm so is. glad that that's catching on. That's amazing. I mean, but did all you hear her hiccup? Uh, all two of us, exactly. No, but she was obviously like, it was one of those quiet, but oh. know, she she moved a lot when she was having them. Um, also, my um, roommate just came in here with some very important um, information. She wanted me to remind all of our listeners to register to vote because she just got her voter registration in the mail, and that is super important. So we're going to interrupt this hiccup conversation to remind <laughs> you guys to register to vote. I officially just registered to vote in the state of California. Amazing. My license will be coming soon. Um, so when I've been going out, I've had to use my passport as an ID, so, and it's from Excellent. a picture of when I was, like, literally 15 years old. Amazing. So it's great. But, yeah, register to vote, and, yes, keep using our phrases, all two of us. Actually, there's, there's a bit more than two of us that listen to this podcast, that record this podcast. Well, who else uses that phrase? You, Benson, and me now. <laughs> so Benson didn't use it. I use it. Oh, so there's two of us. <laughs> Haley. Haley used it, too, when she was on our podcast. Oh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, Haley yeah, yeah. Three of us. All right, all right. You start there. Yeah. yeah, and probably Peaches, so we're... Manipulative croissant. Manipulative croissant. Yeah, she, yeah she's, uh, she's having a time. She's got a tennis ball right now. She's thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, she was disgusting, um, so that's all we're going to say about that. Um, but yes, oh, I'm super pumped because I have some like three pretty cool interviews planned coming up. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to post first, but, um, yeah, pretty excited for that. And I feel like I had a comment other than that I was excited for. Oh, I just wanted to tell listeners that, um, on probably our next most recent episode, that's probably what I'll post next. Um, it's going to be a little bit unusual. So um, as opposed to um, Ellie or I interviewing somebody in the field, there's somebody, um, a, a researcher out of Europe that is doing this. Her thesis on the Southern Resident, too, is wants to include us in her study. And so she's going to interview me on sometime this week, and we'll be posting that. Because I feel like that's a cool perspective to let our listeners see, like, the inside of, like, the scientific process, you know? So I'm not sure what she's going to ask um, or whatever. But we're going to go ahead and post it because I feel like that's kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yes. So there's that. Um, but, yeah, so as of right now, we don't have an episode to debrief on because life's been crazy and I have three jobs and Ellie is moving and having three jobs and I was moving and you you guys you listen you know thanks for our 
our listeners for listening to us. I'm surprised that you guys are still here because I don't think that we're that interesting, but you guys do apparently. It's kind of weird because I've had people who listen to this and they're like, oh my God, it's like really good. And I'm like, really? Because it's just me and my friend just just chatting. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> like, but I appreciate the I appreciate the compliments and the support and and whatnot. But anywho, so we have nothing to debrief on this week, and then we just answered our questions. Whales do not eat seaweed. Um, I have another question. Oh, you do? Do you think whales hiccup? Ooh, no, no, you don't think so? No, because it's just like inhaling air. Well, maybe. Well, it would yeah, be different. Because they are conscious breathers, but they still use a diaphragm, and a diaphragm could potentially go into spasm while they're breathing. So that's essentially what a hiccup is, yes. Yeah. Right? So is it yeah. like, what causes the hiccup? It's a muscle spasm in the diaphragm. Oh. Okay, so potentially whales could hiccup. Maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Do you think they blow bubbles if they hiccup? Do you think they could choke if they hiccup? Like, oh that probably God. wouldn't be good. They would probably choke and die. They could drown. Maybe they don't hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> it just gave me this look from the other <laughs> Like, what's wrong with you? Um, a lot. A lot of things, my friend. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and listeners, if you know, get back to us. Does a whale hiccup? Please tell us. Will Please it kill them? Deadly hiccup. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Can you imagine if you died by a hiccup? What a what a stupid way to go out. <laughs> I've already accepted. I was like, I'm gonna like get eaten by an animal. I'm like, that's fine. That's how that's this is how you die. Yes, this is how I die. Also, um there's like um like some um internet memes going around that are saying that um dolphins are olives. Ellie, your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I think I that could be their spirit vegetable. Oh my goodness! No. What's your? What do you mean? No. Wait, your your spirit vegetable? <laughs> no. I, I, wait, my roommate just asked a very important question. Is an olive a vegetable? Yes. It's a fruit. No, it's a fruit. Oh, it's a fruit. Yeah. Well, they, okay, you guys both said it's a fruit, and we're going to go ahead and trust Laura on this because she's a vegan, so. I have she a biology not- degree. What do you fucking mean? <laughs> okay, so somebody with a biology degree and somebody with a vegan said an olive is a fruit, not a dolphin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what so, do you mean? <laughs> no. There it is. It's, it's, that's their spirit fruit. Hello? Um, so that's their spirit fruit. Is an olive. Oh, a dolphin spirit fruit. Okay. What's your spirit fruit? I'm definitely a pineapple. There's no doubt about that. Yes, you are. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, crunchy on the outside, citrusy, tropical... Sticky, like colorful. <laughs> colorful. That is has an enzyme that eats people alive. That's all. Literally, yeah, exactly. And in the high school, my nickname was citrus. So it's a citrus fruit. <laughs> Pineapple's not a citrus fruit. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not a citrus fruit. 
Why is it not a citrus fruit? Because it's not. What do you mean? Oh my god! Mara also just said it's not a citrus fruit. Are you serious? Are you kidding me? You've been walking around this goddamn planet the entire time, thinking a pineapple is a citrus fruit. Are you kidding me? No, and I have to tell you a secret now. I can't believe a citrus-related secret. No. <laughs> okay, so I went to college in St. Petersburg, Florida, where they have something called Tropicana Field. My family is from Tampa, and I grew up. Hey, dog, stop! I grew up going to St. Pete Beach, and um, so. I would drive past Tropicana Fields a lot growing up. Well, come to find out, I grew up thinking that it was where they grew the oranges because that makes sense, right? Well, I find out two years into college at the age of like 20 that it is actually a baseball field that I would later graduate from college in. Um, So for 20 years of my life, I thought that the Tropicana Fields baseball field was where they grew oranges for orange juice. <laughs> Classic. Okay, anyways. Ooh, all right, so back to whale things because no one cares about anything that we're talking about. Wait, what's, my, what's my spirit fruit? Yeah, that's in, okay, your spirit fruit? Hmm. You gotta be, I feel like you're like a classic fruit, but you're kind of weird at the same time. Like a strawberry? I kind of feel like you're a strawberry, but no, because that's too basic. Like, I kind of feel like you're a grape. What? <laughs> you're a grape. What? Because <laughs> you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I come in purple and red and green. Exactly. No. Ah, uh, gosh. What are you? Um... Maybe, oh gosh, this is so hard. You're a pomegranate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a pomegranate for sure. Yeah, because there's like a bunch of little things inside that burst. So that's you. That's, that's very There's a lot of seeds. You're planting a lot of seeds. That's okay. what you, yeah. We'll go with yeah. that. Yeah. Cool. So she's a pomegranate. I'm, okay. I'm a little pissy. And she's, yes. Yes, exactly. We're going with that. We're going with that. Um, cool. All right. So back to our topic of topicking. We let Ellie pick the topic this week because she is amazing. Um, so what are we talking about this week? We're talking about sexual dimorphism. <laughs> and to kind of clarify what sexual dimorphism is, uh, in animals that have generally have two genders, um, that talks that's kind of a concept where the male and female look different. So specifically with killer whales, mm-hmm. we can tell males and females apart because the males ha- are generally quite larger, actually. Uh, and then they also have six foot straight up and down fins opposed to females, which are slightly smaller and uh, have shorter curved fins. And sexual dimorphism occurs uh, when one sort of feature is being sexually selected for in one gender by the other. So with male killer whales, girls like the big hunking guys with the big 
big dorsal fins. Because size does matter. Because size absolutely matters. Um, and actually, humans are also sexually dimorphic. You might not think about this sort of thing, but uh, generally, like, males, men have beards. They have Adam's apples. Um, and then women have wider hips. And we have breasts. And uh, and men also tend to be a lot taller. True. Yeah. I had an Adam's apple once. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't remember. I, Over I the do. Summer. I do. I <laughs> when do. the bee stung my neck. That is not a sexual dimorphism. That's an evidence-based science that's, fact. That that's clearly that's an a joke. That was an unfortunate <laughs> happenstance because the wasps are terrible on Orcas Island in August. Yes. Um... Yes, but also speaking of sexual dimorphism, um, mm-hmm. all baleen whales, the females are larger than the males, and essentially that's just because they're migrating um, animals and they need to carry and store more fat in order to support the babies. Mm-hmm. So that is why female baleen whales, all baleen whales are bigger. So Perfect. Yeah, there it is. And that is an example of a classic, uh, classic thing in biology that – Every single rule in biology is meant to be broken. Mm-hmm. There is no rule in biology that is, like, universal. Yeah, that's so. true. I mean, everything's so. a spectrum, right? So, like, you know, in science and just in general, like, you know, there's no, yeah, there's nothing that's hard and fast, like, black and white. This is, like, what it is. It's a generalization that helps us to understand and classify information. But that being said, like, this is what I say about science all the time, is there's so much that we don't know, and, like, humans are are going to make errors, and even the most precise scientific human is never going to know everything, is never going to have the most accurate or sound science, but we try our best because knowing something is better than knowing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know a thing or two about a thing or two, and that's it. So Agreed. Woot, woot. Yeah. Yeah, so part of uh, L41 Mega, who is... Uh, You're cutting out, friend. Part of the whole business with L41 Mega, the killer whale who just passed away, supposedly, in the Southern... Well, okay, let's, like, of uh, like officially state that, like, that has not been officially That's what I stated. said. I, that's what okay, I said cool, 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 Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make it clear. Not You didn't do anything wrong. I just wanted to make it clear to our listeners. That's all. Yeah. Okay, so continue. Right. Anyway, so he was a big Kirkin boy. Thick and boy. So he fathered a lot of babies within the last mm-hmm. few decades. So there are certain, there are a couple scientists out in the community who are positing that it's possible now that Mega's not around, the girls are not going to have this big old boy who they frequent when they're, mm-hmm. when they're, when they're doing their thing. So that that now that Meg is gone, other guys are gonna get get a chance to maybe father some babies. In cool. Yeah. So that could be good. Yeah. Yeah. So right now it's like it's definitely looking like the population is probably gonna still be at seventy three because that baby hasn't been alive for a year yet, has it? Uh, L one twenty four. It just turned a year, and then day. Okay. It'll be a year in um, June, but okay. the the population count was counting them. 
Oh, it was counting If Mega is dead, as he's presumed to be, then the the count is is 72. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it just does, it differs among species. I know one of the research institutions that I worked with, they would need to count. Like the, I, the baby, it was either like they needed to see it five times in order to deem it alive and like part of the population within a certain span of time, or it needed to be seen a year after like the initial sighting in order to be deemed part of the population. Yeah. So I just wasn't um, sure what it was with the killer whales. Traditionally with the Southern residents, it is, um, they don't get a name until they hit their first year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. There was a bit of an exception, I think, last year with L124, Whistle, and J56 Tofino, uh, just because things have been looking so dire. And I think people really wanted to connect back with the whales. So, right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. People are definitely heavily connected to the whales. You know, um, I was thinking today, and this is just like a theory that I have in my own head, that I have no evidence or so this evidence-based science facts, but I have no evidence or science to base this on. Um, but I was thinking, I feel like, you know, a lot of the animals here, just based on what I've witnessed on the West Coast, it seems like the the animals are more connected to humans than, say, like the bottlenose dolphin that I worked with in Florida or have been with in other parts of the world. And I remember hearing a friend mentioned something about tectonic plates here and how that was like theorized to somehow affect like um, social structures or something like that or the way that people connect. Um, but I've also noticed that people out here on the West Coast in general are more connected to one another. So I don't know if that's a thing. Does someone study that? Can someone give me an answer? Mm-hmm. This is These are the things that I think about. I just like literally, my head is just like buzzing with questions constantly. It's like, oh, how does this work? And it's always questions that are pretty much nearly impossible to answer but you know you better ask him anyways because you never know like what question could lead to another thought could lead to whatever plant a seed and see where it goes you know absolutely absolutely be a pomegranate plant a seed <laughs> there you go <gasps> yes oh my goodness Oh, well, I don't necessarily have any, like, well, okay, do you want to maybe talk about why sexual dimorphism is important? Yeah, so sexual dimorphism is important because um, it helps us kind of figure out what what each gender is looking for in another, in the other gender. So specifically with killer whales, girls like a bigger boy with a higher dorsal fin because that kind of indicates that he can hunt very well for himself. I mean, if you have the strength and capacity to to get all the calories it takes, not only to accommodate that kind of girth, but also a dorsal fin that big is kind of, I mean, dorsal fins are kind of like a rudder, basically. That's kind of their, their hypothesized um, use. Um, but... A dorsal fin that big isn't really seen too frequently in oceanic dolphins. Um, so having not only the calories to have the girth in the first place, but also to withstand the, um, the, the draft that is the kind of the, the drag, the drag that the water would have on such a tall dorsal fin that indicates mm-hmm. like really good genes and really, really good, um, 
really good a really good capacity to, to take care of oneself. So, and those genes then get passed on to her kids. So, yes, there it is. So, yeah, and we do see this in a lot of species, um, which is really interesting. Um, and it, yeah, it basically just like contributes to physical fitness and health. And it is important because I, you know, um, from a biological standpoint, mating with like a bigger, stronger male is going to potentially pass the genes on. But we also see, you know, in the case of these killer whales, that maybe that's not always the best thing just because if they're always mating with the same animal, then there's, you know, a chance of being inbred. So you bring up the fact that, you know, this is a chance for, um, maybe some genetic diversity, that's a really good thing too. So um, we'll just see what happens as a result of this and, you know, continue to have hope and, and whatnot and march for the dams and vote and all that jazz um, and see what happens with our population. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think I have anything else. Um, do you have anything else that you care to share? Uh, I have a gram on the gram. Gram on the gram work. Uh, this is actually a friend of mine. Uh, she is Carly Vester. Uh, mm-hmm. She describes herself as a Salish Sea-based marine storyteller. She actually got her master's in environmental journalism. Uh, she currently works for the nonprofit that I worked for at home, uh, Harbor Wild Watch, which is amazing, amazing nonprofit. If you're ever in Pierce County, uh, you should definitely give them a look. But she takes she she just had a documentary come out uh, um, about uh, citizen science. Um, but her Instagram is quite cool. Um, there's this one amazing photo she took of um, sea lions, silly sea lions rafting together. Oh, so give her give her a look. Yeah, that's some cool cool stuff. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well. Ask us questions, go to our website that we haven't updated in a long time. Um, we are starting to get back on social media, so we'll be there too. But, yeah, um, we've got some interviews set up. And thanks for, again, bearing with us, you know, and still listening to our four episodes and whatnot while we haven't had actual interviews out. But I'm really excited. Um, I have a particular interview coming up that I'm super stoked about. So, um, more details on that to come, um, but let us know if there's things that you want to learn about, things you want to hear, questions that you have, thoughts, any of that. Um, we're here to listen. We're here to chat. I mean, even if you like, if you want to just like straight up be on this podcast, like we're all about inclusivity. That's kind of the whole point of this, you know, um, we wanted to make this something that was like approachable and relatable and kind of like real life, what it's like to be, um, somebody in this field, I guess, you know, cause I think sometimes science can be a little bit dry and intimidating. So let us know what you think. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, also hit us up. We're, we're always happy to chat with people. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pomegranate and pineapple out. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.